You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and today we're talking about typing our favorite holiday movie characters. This is an extra special, extra fun episode. I am so happy to be partnering with Olivia Heyman for this episode. She is where it all began, and I am so excited because we haven't really got to podcast together since very beginning of quarantine, so this is extra fun, and I am so happy that we get to just have an episode where we talk about our favorite holiday movies, where we get through some of our other battles we had on a previous episode about The Office and Gilmore Girls, and we just relax a bit after a really intense year of marriage conversations. So before we get to that, I just want to say thank you so much for everybody who's been participating and sharing your feedback about the Enneagram Glow. I hope you've been able to glow get that and to really find your way together as a couple. I'm so pleased with the feedback we've gotten and the support through this process of helping us all to discover what we bring to our marriages. So don't forget to visit enneagramandmarriage.com if you need Christmas gifts. The other fun thing I wanted to mention is that we have a contest going on right now. So head over to the Instagram to let me know that you gave a review or you can just email us at enneagramandmarriage at gmail. Dot com. And that is the same thing. Just enter the contest by saying, hey, just left a podcast review at Apple. And you can let me know at the Instagram post or at the email. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So excited for this episode. I'm going to be bringing Olivia on right now. Okay. Well, I'm so glad to have you here, Olivia. I'm so glad I'm here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's absolutely awesome. This is where it all began, and we're almost at our one-year anniversary, right, of this show ever going live. Literally, wasn't it December? It was December 30th. Oh, 29th. Okay, I was off the day. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was so much fun. And I mean, look at where you are now. Mm, We have passed the 120,000 mark. We are so happy. Oh my God. Yeah, last time I talked to you was 115, and I was like, oh my gosh, you'll be at 120 in no time. Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful because we just, wow, like the loaves and the fish of getting to share from your own quarantine space now. (laughs) Like I miss Olivia's studio, but it was beautiful that God has given you liftoff on a new journey and a new project as well during this pivoting time. So you are over at Dude, I Love That Podcast, right? Yes. Yeah. We are back in podcasting mode. We kind of reworked things and have resituated and um it's really fun i've been able to do some cool episodes so hoping for for more fun stuff in 2021 awesome i'm so glad and you are doing some other amazing things too can you tell us a little bit about it oh man lots of fun stuff um so i started my own digital agency in june which was super fun and i've been able to basically do everything that i love doing all in one thing and of course it was such a bummer <laughs> leaving the reflections and enneagram and marriage clan but um i am doing that now and thankfully we're still able to meet and hang out through things like this so that's super fun but I know. yeah we are sad we are owning our feelings but you're a treasure so oh, i'm really you. glad you're 
doing big things out there. So very happy about that. You're an amazing podcaster. So check her out at Dude, I Love That because here's why. If you like this kind of a show where we are having lighter conversations and just fun media stuff like that with Enneagram, you're doing a lot of that, right? Yeah. So I took the last four episodes of the year because I upload every other week mm-hmm. and um, we are throwing it back to childhood favorites. So I did Enneagram typings for Gossip Girl, Twilight, um, Psych is being released this oh, week. Oh, every and one then, of my clients loves that show. I love Psych so much. And then after that, we're doing High School Musical. So throwing Aww. it all the way back to the early 2000s, it's going to be fun. Awesome. I'm so (laughs) glad. Well, that does sound fun. And today, you guys, we just had left off. And my one part of me was like, why did you say that you were going to finish this conversation about Lorelai? And we said it all year. We need to have you back on for this episode. (laughs) But we had so many important marriage things to discuss over quarantine year. So we have to finish this conversation and we have to start a new one because we want to make sure this episode is not just about these shows we were talking about before, but Olivia Seven Wing, if you're still a six, which we're going to talk about. Um, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, heard, I heard a rumor. Oh, yes, yes. A rumor <laughs> I created. <laughs> yes. And then also me being a seven, I wanted to make sure we got to talk about holiday favorites as well. So we are going to be talking about both of those things, but here's why we love to talk media is we don't have, as you know, I love to talk literature and link that in with our shows. Typically I was sharing with Olivia. I wanted her opinion too. In Florida, there's just such a rarity of books and libraries. So sometimes we do turn to TV more down here. I've noticed. Did you notice a lack of libraries when you moved down here from California and North Carolina? Honestly, I never was super into reading. I used to read all the time when I was in like elementary school. I loved mystery books and things like that. I read the Click series like it was my day job, which it kind of was, and loved that. But I never took into account the library situation here. I just know it feels like every county has like their one library and it's like, that's all you get. (laughs) Like You're done. (laughs) Yes, it feels like that. And they don't open on Mondays and they're not open till like noon on certain days of the work week. And so like Wes and I get so mad because we'll be like, okay, we're going to do this. Now we don't, of course, it being quarantine, but like, so we've just shifted and we're all media now. (laughs) So, But I'm glad it was a good fit for you. I'm glad you're like, no problem. I know. I know. I, I was joking with my mom because we were talking about um, me going to Australia at some point and it's like, you know, a 24 hour flight. She's like, are you really sure you can do that? I'm like, mom, are you serious? I'm like, I'm going to get a TV show I haven't watched or rewatch one that I haven't seen in a while. I'm going to hunker down. It is going to be the best day of my life. <laughs> I think so too. I think you really do have that part of the six, nine thing going on, whatever oh, yeah. else you have going on that has been solid for you. And you relate <laughs> to my nine so much that you guys are like, I am going to binge my favorite show. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I have, I have no excuse. Like I have to watch TV. Like what else am I going to do? Right. Oh my goodness. Uh, Well, I'm glad because you are an expert and we are going into this now with knowing this about Olivia. And I got some Gilmore Girls last night as a preview before we head into our holiday shows because we left off exactly on the topic of was Lorelai a seven wing eight? Did you agree with that? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I'll I'll bring it all together here. Okay. So I was watching, I think it was maybe in like the earlier seasons, I think Lorelai is talking to Christopher and she says, 
Yes, yes. Um, and she's basically saying something along the lines of, the moment I could crawl, I started to try and get away from my parents. I started to try and gain independence. And that was basically her saying, like, that was her key motivation throughout her childhood. And I'm like, oh, is that an eight I see? I just, yeah, I heard that when you said that. Yeah, I'm like, um, no, she's an eight wing seven for sure. And that's why I think she's able to get Rory so far out of her comfort zone a lot of times, because we do think that she's either like a five, nine, one, six type of a situation. And so, um, yeah, I'm like, oh no, she's an eight wing seven. And I want to just, I want to just put that in there. Oh, and I love when we like, now I just want to go with that versus like arguing it out. I know I said we'd be battling, but we will battle (laughs) on some others because this is like, yay, eight female. Like I never get to hear of an eight female in culture. And I do feel she has the energy of an eight. She doesn't have the go, 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 then total burnout and crash of a seven. She has like go, 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 and then go, 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 and then go, go, go. Yeah. (laughs) So whether it's the coffee or her personality, we don't really know. Right. Exactly. But she can do it. I can't even do coffee as a seven. It just doesn't agree with me. So I think that that's a really good pronouncement for her as she never wants to be vulnerable with the men she's with. And she does keep it light with that seven wing, but she really does not like to be out of control. That's not a good feeling for her. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, everything that she does, even when she's, what is that season too, I think when she's getting ready to marry Max Mm -hmm. and she basically like can't even tell him and she just rolls like she just goes because her Mm -hmm. whole thing is and and her argument actually for the her leaving was you know it's always just been me and Rory and we just do our thing and like Mm -hmm. we like having the independence to go do whatever we want and ironically she worked at the independence inn I'm seeing a theme here um but yeah I do think that was interesting that that was kind of her breaking point was when she realized he wants to come in and kind of change how I've been doing things Mm-hmm. And I don't like that, which speaks to both eight and seven, in my opinion. It does. And nine, as well as just how nine sometimes say, I've had enough and I'm out. What about Luke? I think he's a five wing six because I was looking up, um, there is a Tumblr page called Funky MBTI Fiction. It said that they don't like prying into other people's feelings. They're sarcastic and cynical. They like to take care of themselves and believe others should do the same, which is what he does with Lorelai and Rory's yeah. eating oh, and I'm like yeah and he's so awkward with like physical touch and he when you tried to give Rory a hug it was like yeah eh, you know like just wasn't totally there so I'm like <laughs> oh my gosh and he's super skeptical and like really really sassy and yes. he, he likes his rules and his stuff about like no cell phones so oh, I'm like yeah. I think 5.6 oh yeah that makes so much sense <laughs> and I am glad you said that that's awesome that's oh, a great God. typing for Luke and I know some of the strong Luke is a nine people will disagree but I like it. I think that's even better. So I don't think I'm he's a nine. <laughs> well, you, oh, I may wait, be hearing about he this in the DMs. No, I think I think you did a good job with him. I really do. I always felt some six nine vibes. Um, but when you say that, I'm like, oh gosh, that's a great fit. And again, these are just people on shows, so we'll never know their core motivations because they're not real. But right. I think you made the best case that I've heard. <laughs> so I'm willing for others to share. But that's a great case. 
And mm-hmm. so I think that we do go back to, there's an eight involvement, a big eight involvement. And of course, you guys, we never know people's core motivations because they're just characters, but we can get pretty close here. And I like how you made that assertion of the independence in. I love that. And to just let us all see that eight mommies and wives and women just have such a love and a passion for their children. Like that's huge for people to see that. I was just the one I was watching with my nine daughter last night night was where she was making the costumes for the stars hollow play of fiddler on the roof and she was doing a really good thing as a volunteer and just serving kids and i'm like okay that's very eight yeah that was so cool i i know exactly the episode you're talking about i'm like is this a bad thing that i can pretty much quote like every single episode (laughs) title what does this say about me I love that. And this is probably because it's a Logan episode and I don't like Logan at all. <gasps> what? Oh my no, God. No, I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm team Jess. And for my kids. Jess is a nightmare. <laughs> Jess is on This Is Us. We're not going to go there. <laughs> oh no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> No, I don't like young Jess, but I was like, kind of like young Jess. So I'm like, oh, I get young Jess, but I definitely saw Jess progress over the show. And I know you saw the same with Logan. Now I'm at the point where watching with my kids has to involve like what's good for them where they're at. So watching the Logan episodes is very infrequent. So I haven't given him a full chance. I admit it. Oh my gosh. No, seriously. I'm sitting here and you can't see it in frame, but my, (laughs) if you're not Logan Hunsberger, don't talk to me mug is sitting right there. And he has something to say about this. (laughs) I am so sorry, Logan. I will reapproach this in about five years. Oh no. I think you're just going to have to do some solo watching at this point. This, this needs to change. But I'm a seven. I have to do with my people when I watch my shows. I mean, I understand, but also, um, I, we need to reapproach this situation really quick and just fix it because I had typed Logan as a counterphobic six last time, which I still kind of agree with, but reading more into it. Cause I, you know, I go hard for these episodes. I will research, like I have like yes, 10 tabs open does. on like yes, here, there, on six in this way. It's at least in your tri-type there's a six. Oh, for sure. And I was like, oh my gosh seven I mean Logan is a seven wing eight and I finally nailed it and I'm like oh my gosh because he doesn't like being controlled by others he enjoys Mm -hmm. gatherings he's part of the life and death brigade which a lot of sevens are adrenaline junkies but so Mm -hmm. are eights yes and you know he doesn't like being trapped by the rules that his father set for him and the mold that he's basically given him and so maybe 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 there's some things about Logan that would hit too close to home (laughs) had you not been as as you are my gosh (laughs) and that is legit, like totally right. Because I do the same with somebody else. We're going to talk about <gasps> Michael from the office back to oh, that. <laughs> no, I, Oh, I have words. <laughs> I disowned him as the seven in the last episode that we did on this. And it haunted me for several months. And I have <laughs> to tell you guys, I know what I was doing there. Although I believe he definitely has a two in his tri-type. I do think there's a seven there. And I think that it was too close to home when I saw him in unhealth. And I'm like, I used to be like that. And sometimes I still am. You know, like that's how we are, right, guys? When we look at our type and we see it at its worst, it's so embarrassing. So do you think he has some seven and two in him too? 
So I am hardcore. I actually have three exclamations after this type <laughs> because that's how sure I am. I really think he's a two wing three. There's nothing personally for me. I feel like his core motivation, and we see this even mm-hmm. in the one of the first Halloween episodes where he has to fire someone. We see this in just various other episodes where he's like, oh, I don't want to do this because they won't like me and I'll lose their friendship. When in reality, it's like, you're the boss. They are the the employees. There's not, mm-hmm. friendship doesn't come first. He's always mm-hmm. worried about, do people love him enough? And he kind of uses that as like a, you know, if you love me, you would do this for me. And that's right. what he, that's how he gets Dwight to do everything he wants him to do, which right. is speaks to the manipulation part of a lower health too. Mm-hmm. And he loves his job. Like he's so prideful about his, um, his, what is it called? Oh Regional my gosh. Manager? Sebring. Is it oh, Sebring? Like his car. Chrysler yeah. Sebring, I Oh, believe. yes, that's it. That's it. And he's like, you know, I have a company car. You know, I'm kind of the, the big dog around here. You know, it's no big deal, but also it's a huge deal. So that's where I always right. said two wing three. But I 100% he has a seven somewhere because he is, he's got energy. But yeah, he does crash and burn. I believe that. And that's why I think that I was like, I know he has a two. But it was definitely that there's... There's a part of him that can be selfish like a seven where he's thinking about having fun and he's just laughing so hard that he doesn't recognize that he processed something really quickly and he put away an emotion and he wasn't ready to deal with it. And he thinks you can walk away from an emotion really quickly and everyone is just going to follow suit. And it's downright embarrassing for the people around him because he's like, oh yeah, that was fine. Let's move on. And they're like, you just really hurt somebody and you're just ready to move on right away. But I, th- I mean, we could say narcissism there. We could say seven. We could say some unhealthy two, but I definitely love that you think there's a strong two and two wing three for sure with him wanting to perform and achieve. And let's just admit it, being good at that. He's actually really good at his job. So I think it's there. I just think that I was like, he's not a seven. And I'm like, no, he can be a seven. Like he's a great guy. He, he deserves grace and I'm going to give it to him. So if he wants to be a seven or whatever type he would say, if he's an Enneagram lover out there, I have no idea if Steve Carell likes the test, then I will take him in. <laughs> so. No, I, I totally think though he could be a seven because he does process things super quickly and I hadn't taken that into account. So you got me there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's two, seven something, and then we'll see. But as far as Creed, I wanted to go back to Olivia on Creed because she likes Creed. <laughs> and I do think he's hilarious. But tell me what you love about Creed and what type you think he is. So I actually, this is hilarious. I couldn't figure out because he's such a zany person. Like you just, it's hard to figure out what his type is. And since we don't get like a lot of backstory on him, you're going on such, you know, little information. And so mm-hmm. I actually took the 16 personalities test answering as creed would that's how in depth i got (laughs) wow yes and i took it and i was like okay what do i think he is and i ended up landing or did i take maybe i took the enneagram test for him i don't remember i did it on crystal nose and they have both on. oh i like her yeah i know me too she's so great um so i landed on a five wing six for him and i think that makes a lot of sense Mm. because He was involved in a multitude of cults, both as a leader and as a follower. Um, And he's just, it's the episode where um, someone, what was it? It was like, basically he was supposed to go to a, oh, the one where the watermark is printed and it's like that obscene watermark. Mm -hmm. And it was basically his job to go check and make sure that, you know, everything was good. He's quality assurance or quality assurance, whichever one. (laughs) Um, And, (laughs) and basically... (laughs) 
he finds this whole backstory with this lady. He finds a way to pin it on this woman because she wasn't there that day. Like he's able to track her down and, right. you know, come up with this whole backstory as to why it basically isn't his fault and it's this lady's fault. And she ends up like getting fired for it. And so oh gosh, I'm like, wow. Right. I just saw that one. Yeah, that's really detailed. And he also is kind of like skeptical because when he first meets Holly, what does he do? He's like, she's, you know, asking about my business. She's off in my grill, like get away from me. And I think that really speaks to a five, six. So I'm going to go with that. <laughs> like that so much. I had <laughs> literally no idea about Creed. I'm like, he just has a big question mark for me. So I think that that's really how a lot of us are with Creed. So we really appreciate you taking the test as Creed because, and that's what you got five wing six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I came up with. Cause I'm like, I mean, I love him to death. He's just, if you watch his, um, the reel of like best Creed moments, mm-hmm. how could you not love him? That's how I was almost mm-hmm. very first introduced to the office. I think I saw something about Aaron, um, mm-hmm. in the first bit. And then I was shown Creed and I'm like, this is my boy. <laughs> yes, you do love him. And he is so funny now that she highlighted him for me. Now, every single time I watch him, I think of you and I crack up twice as hard. So I'm so happy. And I do think that he has that abstract view of a five wing six. And he's like, I'm in a different zone than you guys. I'm just in a different plane. And so whether that's from drugs or from high intelligence, and I like how you're giving him the benefit of the doubt. Yay. Thank you for typing him. (laughs) Everyone can rest easy now. Yes. And hopefully the five wing sixes will laugh and just know that we're totally kidding around because you guys are so smart and we love you for that. And we know that sometimes we have to put legs on you and bring you back into the world with us. So that's how it works with us who have a relationship to five. I'm the first to admit it that as I go to five in health, I'm like, bye guys, I'm out of here. And people in my family have to be like, no, come back. So when I'm off by myself, I'm doing research and I'm writing and I'm doing projects. And so that's why when I watch my media, I'm like, okay, I need people at some point like to know that I'm still here. So I will give you all my media time, hence me and the little people. Um, But to back to our Christmas topic here. I gave already our favorite kids Christmas movies for my kids, but I forgot to share my favorites and my daughters are actually starting to get to watch these with me. Wes has watched them with me so many times that he's done with them unless he's like really in the doghouse, in which case he's like, oh sure, whatever you want to watch. But it's really these two movies. And so I'm going to ask Olivia and you guys, of course, have you ever seen these and do you love these? Uh, These are not the two we're going to focus on, but they are You've Got Mail and Serendipity. Oh man. Do you know those movies? No. <laughs> oh my gosh. They're everything. So I've so, never heard of them. Well, they're actually, oh my gosh, they are now your creed. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> no, it's funny because I'm the same way with your shows. Um, but this these shows are like my generation's romance comedies, and as Melody would say, my rom-coms. And oh my so, gosh. <laughs> So I really like that we get to, I get to share them with my kids and they love them too. And you've got mail as a spinoff modern day with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan of Pride and Prejudice. So you really can't catch oh. that one. And then Serendipity is just all about fate and it's about a therapist. So I like the story of a therapist falling in love. So it's a really cute couple of movies and they're not exactly Christmas movies, but they both take place over Christmas. So I'm quickly adding them in as highly recommended movies. So another one I wanted to mention that Olivia doesn't like that I love, of course, as a seven is 
elf. I think most of our listeners do, but I know that there's a few who don't. So I want to always speak for the underdogs too. Tell me why you don't like it. I literally, I don't like anything with Will Ferrell. Okay. I just gotcha. like, he irks me. Um, I know I just offended like 90% of the population. I'm sorry, but yeah, I, I just, I don't like him. And Elf is so like spastic to me. And I just, it's not, if I would have grown up watching it, I think it would have been a different story, but it wasn't one that was like, you know, on Disney channel when I was growing up. So it was like, I grew up watching the Santa Claus or any of the Disney Christmas series show things, but like that wasn't one that I grew up watching. So had I grown up watching it, I think I would love it. Mm -hmm. But watching it as an adult for the first time, I'm like, what on earth? (laughs) Like, this is not my movie, dude. (laughs) that's so funny because I watched it as an adult first and I was like oh my gosh this is hilarious but I think that it's I also love Zoe Deschanel yes I I said her name right but I really like her acting too so putting her in the movie added some cuteness and fun and sparkle and I think that it's a really seven movie overall so I think that you just like, there's 10% of the people who are like, yes, right now listening, like, I'm so glad Olivia doesn't like it because (laughs) I just wanted you to have like a voice out there. Like not everybody loves Elf. It's true. It's true. But (laughs) like if, if we were at a party and everybody wanted to watch Elf, like I'd sit down and watch it. I'm sure I could find something. Some redeeming moment. Yes. Yes. Like the sugar or the maple syrup over the spaghetti. <laughs> That's what well, that he, sounds terrible. <laughs> I know it does. But I want to talk about our actual movie today. So, what movie did we decide to review together and do some Enneagram typing with? We are doing The Holiday, which is honestly such a classic and um, definitely a fun version. It's a it's a non kind of like kitschy version of a Christmas movie. So it's mm-hmm. super fun for even people that maybe don't celebrate Christmas because it's pretty pretty umbrella movie you know like that made no sense but you know what I mean no it's a holiday they don't say Christmas they say Mm -hmm. it's a holiday and they celebrate both Judaism and Christianity and they do that lightly so they're Mm -hmm. really just trying to say when we get on our holiday breaks this is what life might be like in a Nancy Myers movie and we have a very beautiful cast of Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, Jack Black. And then I don't know the person's name who plays Jasper Bloom, um, but he's the one that Kate Winslet likes at first. So for those who don't know the movie, do you want to give them a quick synopsis of it? Oh man, this is good. Okay. So um, basically these two women have really bad experiences with men and they're like, I need to get the heck out of Dodge. And so Kate Winslet's character is living in England and then um, Cameron Diaz's character is living in Los Angeles. And so they find this site where basically you can swap lives and like homes, cars, all that good stuff for a set amount of time. And I believe it's like, is it two weeks that they're there? I think yes, it's, it's two yes. weeks. Okay. I think so. Yeah. So anyways, they swap lives and it's so funny because, um, you see these two women and they're very, very different. And so them stepping into each other's shoes, is a completely different experience because Mm -hmm. Cameron Diaz is very kind of uptight ish and like wants everything to be super classy. And she arrives at this very old English cottage. And then Kate Winslet's character arrives at this beautiful Los Angeles mansion with a pool Mm -hmm. and nice cars. And they basically both end up on their own individual journeys and kind of 
figure stuff out from the past and um, arrive very different people back home. So it's very interesting and it's, uh, it's a very funny story. It doesn't quite go the way you think it's going to go. And then it's like, oh man, that was good. <laughs> yes, it really is cute. It's like there's this mystical part as well with the Santa Ana winds, Santa Ana winds yeah. <laughs> coming in and making them feel like something is happening here and it's the holidays and we need to all just understand there's something, there's a greater force at work to bring people together that need to be together. And that's a good feeling, right? That's a good holiday feeling. And we have Jude Law and Cameron Diaz, I would say, as the main couple. Although I would say that Jack Black and Kate Winslet take the second radiant. Yeah, it's so funny because there's like multiple stories going on. Like I don't even... Like, what is the A story? What's the B story? We have no clue. Like, it's just kind of all together. (laughs) Yes. And I think they get the first billing as the couple that's biggest on the movie box. But right there behind them, as you're saying, is Kate Winslet and Jack Black in their romance. So Jack Black, let's take his character a little bit because he is somebody who plays a composer for music for the movies. And it's clear that he knows how to play some piano in real life too, which is fun. And of course I did research on this, all the behind the scenes stuff. So that was fun to look at too. But he is somebody that I thought of as a pretty clear nine. I almost said seven, but then I said nine. What did you come up with for his character? You were going to crack up. Mm. (laughs) I couldn't choose between nine and seven. (gasps) No way. Yes, I swear. (laughs) Isn't that funny? It is. It's really hard to tell motivations when you're watching a movie, but he was so merging when Kate Winslet said, here's my heartbreak. He was like, I wow, you are the one who gets me to make the Christmas fettuccine for you. Like you have the worst story. And I feel like a seven wouldn't do that. I feel like a seven would be like, oh, that's really hard. We've both had something difficult. Does that make sense? Yeah. They kind of move past it. Sort of like you were saying with Michael. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. And he was like, uh, you just like wrecked me and I'm a nine who merges. But then there was all these seven moments, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. The, uh, the grays. I won't, I won't say what it was, but yes, I don't want you to get like a weird rating, but yeah. Um, that whole thing, I feel like he, yeah, totally. The, the funny part of it for me is he's able to focus so much because he, he does work alone and he's having to basically create things out of thin air. And I'm like, could a seven sit there for that long and like really dive in and create this beautiful, music and score a movie by themselves and not get bored. Like, wouldn't they be kind of bebopping around trying to, you know, do all that, but they also go to five and health. So I don't really know. I I can see arguments for both because nines are very creative. I could too. And nines can go the distance Mm -hmm. once they get going on things. They're like a great river. So I think that definitely a nine could, and I think you're right to question whether seven could, because we'd have to look at their home life, knowing that he lives alone. It's possible because a seven does go to five in health. So we can spend a lot of time focusing, but we want to make our people happy. We always have that in the back of our minds is I do this all the time with all four of my family members is Jack happy is Hannah is Melody is Wes and Wes being instinctual. I have to watch that. I don't overly try to make him happy because I'm not responsible for that. But when any one of them isn't perfectly happy, I feel guilty to do my work. So it's really hard to imagine doing all that work if you had a family, but he doesn't. 
So I think that he's doing just fine to say, okay, I think that everyone in my life is fine. I'm happy. I'm a selfish seven in that way. And I'm going to make beautiful music. And then yet there's that noticing of, wow, I can, this is where I thought the nine came into or the five part of him is just seeing what other people are really like and being able to create a movie score or a soundtrack for other people in your life. Like that feels very five to me or very nine. It's beautiful. I just adore it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's so hard. He really just bounces back and forth. He's, he's a multitude of types, this man. <laughs> well, right. And I love how newer Enneagram language is talking about that, is saying, you know, even Olivia here, we're thinking you're a six, but also what is the other type we're thinking you are? Maybe eight, but I also like maybe nine. I don't know. There's, there's a question mark. <laughs> yes. But that's because we're starting to say like, that's the eight part of me or the seven part of me or the, the six. And so I like that we can do that with these characters too. And it, kind of irritates me when I see memes saying like, there's only one answer. Cause I'm like, you know what? I, as a seven, that drives me crazy anyway, but as a, just a, for fun thing, I'm like, let's not take it too seriously, but let's have some fun let's analyze. So let's talk about one of the other characters. Who do you want to do next? Oh, let's do Iris. Cause I feel like that one, everybody is like, is she a nine? Is she a four? Is she a five, a two? Mm, yes, I think that's a great question. And Iris is one of the two main women and she's been in love with a man who's cheating with her as the mistress. And she's just getting fed up because he's just announced his engagements, his engagement to somebody else on the same day that he gives her basically a red Santa Teddy is what you're supposed to believe. And so she's finding this out, but she's giving this tremendous amount of grace and love. And so you're kind of saying, is there, what did you say? You said a nine vibe and what were some of the other types you had there? I've seen people type her as a nine, as a four, a two, and then someone I think did like five wing four. Okay. And I see the nine and the two and I thought a six as well. Um, and a one. So I had all kinds of things going. I was thinking a tri-type of a one, two, six, and that is just one possibility because the nine could be, it could be, uh, two, six, nine as the tri-type, but the helpers there, she gets to befriend an elderly gentleman in the neighborhood and she just wants to care and help. So that's where I thought six or two, and she's a bit of a warrior and she is neurotic. So I was like, there's the six. Um, the fact that she was willing to risk and go across the world in just a day, I thought she has to have some good planning as a six there. And then she called herself a neat freak. So I'm like six slash one. So those were some of my thoughts. But do you have any more to add about her? She's complex. Well, I actually found a quote from the Enneagram Institute that I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like this totally sums her up. Okay, so I said that she's a nine because she kind of idealizes life and her identity is found in Jasper. Like mm -hmm. she feels like, cause she goes home and basically tries to, you know, uh, do something drastic. I don't want to get you in trouble here. So yeah, she tries to do something drastic when she finds out about Jasper and it's like anybody else would probably just sulk and be, you know, upset, but this was like a whole new level. Mm -hmm. Um, but this quote from the Enneagram Institute says, average nines tend to idealize and fall in love with the romantic, idealized version of a person rather than the person he or she actually is. And mm -hmm. like we said, nines are so good at, at basically melding with somebody else mm -hmm. and um, they're willing to push down their feelings. And maybe that's where we see when she does take that drastic measure, it is 
somewhat of a joke in the movie. Like she's not maybe actually, but um, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a consideration. And um, mm-hmm. the fact that she takes such drastic measures is like, maybe that was her anger coming out as a nine because she suppressed it all this time. Right. And now it's coming up in the strangest way of self-implosion, which we could see a nine dealing with. And we just know that we're so glad she's like, oh my gosh, like I'm totally worth it. And this is what I love about her too. Like nines, she can decide something and then move in a new direction fairly quickly, which she does do. And even before she has a new romantic interest, which we won't say too, but who, but I'm sure you can guess, we know that she's basically going to be fine. We're like, we're seeing her in her helper role. We're seeing her develop some gumption. And we realize like nine, she can handle life on her own once she, like Olivia said, really backs off and starts to see herself not as merged with another person or fused, but whoa, this person is not who they said they were. And oh my gosh, Melody and I cannot stand Jasper Bloom. And I know he's probably a wonderful person in real life. This is just his character, but they made him downright, the word is like an amphibian. And (laughs) he was so awful, like slimy. And and so Melody and I actually literally watching it, (laughs) this is so funny. My nine and I, we just burst out at the exact same time. We go, (laughs) he's a frog. (laughs) What? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I didn't mean anything by it, but they made him look so slimy that we both said those exact words and cracked up because he's just like, I can't believe it. Like, she's like, wait a second. Are you still engaged? And he's like, of course. <laughs> she's like, what the heck? So we just felt the slime and the amphibian likeness and we're like, he's a frog. So do you type him? We didn't even type him because I didn't want to put anyone down to be him. I had yeah. to put him to subspecies. <laughs> that is so true. When, when someone's so bad, they're not even human anymore. Um, honestly, I mean, I could see him kind of being maybe a like lower health level for sure, obviously, uh, three, because he kind of is going along with that for more of a, not prestige, but for looks. And obviously there's something about Iris that he doesn't feel like is worth it enough in his eyes to to leave this other girl for her. But then once again, yeah, I I think lower health level three could make sense because not all threes are that way. It's just no one looks good when they're in low health levels. Let's be real. So. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that once we put any number on him, we have to allow some redemption. Oh yeah. So I know that he can come back from cheating just like many people have, Mm -hmm. but that I think that because he's in Hollywood, we're like, he's not going to. Like, we're just yeah. <laughs> not going to learn his lesson. He's not going to go healthy. And so we can hate him. And that's safe. <laughs> so. Definitely. Yeah. But no, it's, right. if you don't get the work done that you need and you right. don't repair that, you're going to fall in the same trap again. So that's a little hint for go get some help if you're dealing with that and actually get out of the hole, man. You can do it. (laughs) Absolutely. And I like that you said that because even when we were talking about the mental health diagnostics with each type, and I think threes definitely struggle with narcissistic personality stuff at that level, I just want to say there's hope for that because I'm so annoyed that everyone's like, once a narcissist, always a narcissist. And I'm like, well, why do we not do that with any of the other types? So that really drives me crazy. And I'm like, as much as people have needed to sometimes divorce from a narcissist because they're like, this is my whole story and my whole ministry is I have to help other people who have been through abuse. It's like, 
so important that we also say, like, let's get that person some help. Like they have a lot of good qualities too, and they're probably helping the world. A lot of them are in helping fields. So they do help a lot of people, but there's just an emptiness inside. And so not to give Jasper Bloom any grace because he's a frog, but <laughs> otherwise let's give everybody else some grace. So I love that we're not going to go too close to him, but yeah, some narcissism there for sure. Um, what about Jude Law? I literally could not figure out a type for him. I was like, I don't, there are so many weird things for him. Like, you know, he ends up with um, Cameron Diaz's character right when he first meets her and, you know, they get close to each other. Um, And he shows up at his sister's house drunk. And he also really cares for his daughters and is willing to go like, you know, play like princess and whatnot with them. And he really cares about them. So I'm like, I'm seeing a lot of different things here, but I think you probably were able to figure out a type for him better than I could. Well, I really thought about him a lot as a fellow parent and also as, you know, I have a brother who's a four, so I was able to find a lot of likenesses and he is really a nice guy. And I know sometimes we say with fours, they don't, that's not like what we say is their appeal is the nice guy, but he gives a lot of cues about him also being a withdrawing type. Cause he says at the beginning, I don't usually stay and he does have some addiction issues. It looks like maybe because a lot of four struggle with that, but yet when it comes down to it, he is infatuated by love, but he does have that one space with his kids. And that's like, okay, I may not always have the self-esteem. I may not always know my worth, but I always know their worth. And I think that a lot of fours I've seen do that where they're like, you don't touch my kids. Like I, I can speak for them even if I can't speak for me. And a lot of fours can speak for themselves too. So it's not like I thought he was a two because he is a giver and a server and he has some great two qualities. But I thought essence wise, he also does have that withdrawing of a four where I pull back um, and I do love my kids and I go to one as an editor. So I thought, okay, this is, I feel very comfortable with him being heart triad, very emotional. And then the other cute moment, did you see him under the tent with his daughters? Um, just by the way, he plays a widower and he's trying to woo Cameron Diaz, who's, we'll talk about her type in a few minutes, but, but did you see that space where he's in the tent with the daughters? Yes, that was so cute. And that's where I'm like, maybe he's nine, two, like not totally sure, but I was really leaning heavily towards a four. And I'm like, I don't know though, because I don't feel like I have like enough to go on for him being a four, but yeah. That makes a ton of sense. <laughs> yes. And when um he was under there, Cameron Diaz had an, an emotional wound get touched because the daughter said, we're the three musketeers, me and my sister and my dad. And then she had called her and her parents, the three musketeers before they had divorced and her dad had left and his hand just touched hers ever so slightly. And I was like, that is the beautiful moment where he was compassionate to her and thinking like, as much as I want my daughters to feel happy and safe, I also know somebody else is going to be triggered emotionally. So just, oh my gosh, so beautiful. Maybe a four wing five where he's like, I can go introvert and do my editing all day, but I need to come out and have my fun too. So I thought he did a good job of showing our males how to be emotional. Yeah, for sure. What did you think about Cameron Diaz? She's the main star of the movie and she's Amanda. Yeah, for her. So um, if you haven't seen the movie, she basic something. 
is someone who basically just edits movie trailers and like that's her whole thing and she makes a comment like well that's why they pay me the big bucks and she's got this beautiful mansion that obviously she's just by herself so she doesn't need this huge space but she still has this huge mansion and it's beautiful and I think there's a lot to say here that would make her a three Mm. she is kind of one like too she's kind of neurotic for sure (laughs) She has, I thought, three, one, six, and eight. I had her typed as a three, six, eight tri-type, but I also was like eight slash one because I have a lot of clients who are eight slash one. It's really hard sometimes when you have a lot of power and anger and neatness because there's just so many commonalities in the body triad and she has a lot of that going on. But like you said, there's that three who's like, if I'm not achieving, am I anybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even when we see her, when she's on the plane, you know, she's got her, her sleeping pills. Cause she's like, I can't do this. And she gets really stressed out, which, um, you know, three, six, maybe something mm-hmm. there. Um, but oh, also yeah. she shows up to the cottage wearing stilettos and she's, you know, she's like, stepping off the plane looking fabulous. And that's where I'm like, I don't know if that's like three, one, but I'm leaning more towards three just because of everything in her career. And she's able to delegate, you know, when we see her in the scene where she's looking at that movie trailer, she's, she's delegating. She's kind of telling them like, here are the points we can improve on. So I don't know. I, that's why I went with a three. I love that because I was like wanting to so bad, just go with a straight three. But the only thing that stopped me was all the threes I've known have been just what you described. So romantic and willing to go to their partner and just bear their souls. And in this way, like I love you. And if it takes showing up in lingerie to make that very aware to you, like I'll do it. Um, but I don't see a lot of threes say I don't need a relationship at all. Um, most of the three, now I am a relationship coach. So the people (laughs) I see want relationships, but most of the threes I've talked to even in chats on the side have said, I just really want a relationship. So that's where I was like, but she's fighting it. So that's why I thought the eight in her tri-type would help me to round her out fully like the achiever. But then there's that part of her with this big heart that's fighting the three saying like, okay, I mean, fighting saying we don't need somebody. Like we have found out that love hurts and that we get cheated when we get too close. So we're going to take over the world and we're going to show our sexual prowess. And so I think we do these unconscious things sometimes in our minds to help us to process through each stage of life. And you can just watch her kind of, wow, I just met this amazing four who's showing me that I have worth and that he's a staying man and he doesn't fit the mold of these other jerks. But I think that, I don't know. I just think that's probably why I gave her some eight. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And even hearing that, I'm like, that definitely makes sense because like you said, there's a lot of things to her and kind of similar to um, Iris where we're like, there's a lot going on here. And she has a bunch of different moments that we see that could speak to of various types. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to pinpoint, but no, I definitely agree. Oh, good. And I think that you guys are going to love the movie. If you haven't seen The Holiday, I watched it on Amazon Prime for $2.99 and I'm like, I'm not going to own it. I've seen it like five times. I, It's full of model shoots. If you want to model shoot, my daughters were laughing because there's just so many like cheesy scenes of Cameron Diaz and Jude Law, who are both very good looking, just, you know, what would you say? Just frolicking through the woods. 
Pretty much. Yeah. They're, they're like, you know, a little like Macy's ad or something. I don't know. Yes, that's exactly what it is. So it's not like your moral compass movie where you're like, oh, I'm going to really find my way to healthy philosophy, but it is a movie that you can say true love is real. Even if you've had some burnout, it's right? beautiful. It's beautiful to know that we can trust people that are good. And there's a lot of people out there who have been doing their work and armature. So if you are out there this year and you're not with somebody, don't forget that you are worth it to do your work because people like this do exist. And maybe they don't look like straight out of the Macy's ad, like Jude Law, but they look pretty good. Let's face it. People are generally attractive if they're healthy, right, Olivia? True, true. And unhealthy people attract unhealthy people. So mm. if you want to be in a good place, I know there was a therapist that um, someone I know went and saw and they said the same thing. And I'm like, oh, that's such a good reminder to work on yourself because when you work on yourself, you're going to be able to see the impact in not just your own life, but in the lives that you surround yourself with. It's true. And if you don't know your worth, your partner's not going to know your worth. They're going to say, oh, I can cheat on you because you don't even really care. You know I am and you're fine with that. So as much as this is just a fun episode, I'll try not to dig too deep, but just take care of yourself and don't forget about our contest. Make sure you leave a podcast review. We have so many more fun episodes, but really I like to pair fun with the deep stuff. So we're talking about differences between the types. We're talking about Enneagram and health. We're going to be talking about the heart, the body, as well as the thinkers in a deeper way so you can get more tips for your marriages. And then I also want to remind you to check out Olivia's awesome podcast where she does more fun show typing. So tell us that one more time. Yeah, you can find it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Hopefully soon other platforms. We'll see. Um, you can find it at Dude, I Love That. And then we are also on Instagram at Dude, I Love That Podcast. Awesome. And where can they find your branding information? Oh, yes. You can find all of that on Instagram at the.counter6 and then also online at thecounter6.com. Yay. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Olivia, so much for partnering with me for this podcast. And guys, she taught me how to transition to home podcasting too. So huge thanks to you. I can't thank you enough. And I want to honor your gifts. And I just really appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's so much fun. And seeing how you've been able to impact people during probably one of the most intense years, at least we've ever experienced, has yeah. been super, super cool as well. Mm. And you're being um, used in a multitude of ways. So that's very exciting. Thank you. Very happy. Okay, well, you guys have a great week. I hope you will check out our contest. I hope you will check out Olivia's amazing work. And we will talk to you soon. Bye, guys. <laughs>